Hi, I'm Wendy Francis, nutrition therapist, emotional eating expert, and entrepreneur. I've helped countless people overcome their obsession with food and weight. Isn't it time you overcame what you had become and ignite who you were meant to be? Your time to become an overcomer starts now. Hi, everybody. And welcome to a special edition of Overcoming Your Emotional Eating, the podcast. In today's session, I actually am on a live pre-recorded call with clients talking through loving limits with food. Take a listen. We've repurposed this content for your value and knowledge. One of the interesting things about been followed for I don't know how long, uh, 10, 12 years maybe. Oprah's been, Oprah Winfrey has been very, very open about and candid now, especially in the last few years, about her connection to overeating and how that's led to a lot of her weight fluctuations. And this piece, this boundary piece in particular, was actually one of the first things that her trainer, Bob Green, hit with her, which I find interesting. The first person to ever bring it up to her, and actually it's in his book that he wrote with her many years ago. Um, so if you want to dive in and, and take a look at, you know, her journey with this or Bob Green's take on boundaries or limits to food, I don't know the name of that book offhand, but I think it's the only one that he wrote. Um, but he's one of the first people that brought it up to her. It is essential in understanding and kind of moving forward with your food to understand how you set limits with your food and how it feels and then learning how to work with that. To, to help propel you forward as opposed to put you in a, in a punishment reward. Hey, Wendy. Yes. This is and um, I'm definitely in the first category there, the punitive boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I've lost my weight and I'm on maintenance and kept it off for a while, but I sometimes feel myself going back to the dark side, so to mm-hmm. speak. It, it's a struggle. I think it's harder to maintain than it is to lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I just feel like sometimes my boundaries are so blurry right now because I think, mm-hmm. oh, I can eat that. I can do that. And then, you know, I'll just go to spin class and I'll work it off and it'll be fine. But that, that's kind of not serving me very well. <laughs> right. And so one, it's good to recognize that, right, to really get a sense of, okay, what, you know, what is this? It's really common that people set punitive boundaries with food. I think it's one of the only ways that's taught, which is interesting to me because in life, we are trying to teach people other ways to set boundaries, right, from a restorative, nurturing place. But in food, we've gotten kind of wrapped up in this, in this punishment reward system piece. So one of the ways you can begin to maybe connect back into that as you're trying to find your boundaries, you know, in this area of maintenance where you're not on a hardcore plan is, one, trying to really understand the physiology of how you feel. If you can get that piece, I mean, that's the most nurturing piece of all, the most kind of loving limit you can set is, you know what? That cake looks really good. I am so stuffed. I might try one bite, but I'm not going to have any more than that because I'm so full. And I just don't want to mm-hmm. do that. Like, like a child, you wouldn't ask it, you know, you wouldn't be like, you know, my, my, my kids run away from food all the time when they're done, you know, and they leave, you know, a half a 
huge Reese's peanut butter cup on the table. And I'm like, huh. <laughs> and they're like, mom, I'm done. Like I'm, I'm full. And I wouldn't yeah. ask them to eat the rest of it. I wouldn't be like, no, you have to finish. <laughs> you started, you need to finish the whole Reese's peanut butter cup. No. <laughs> right. I go, okay, let me put it in a spot for you for later. And if we learn to do that with ourselves, then you have the key to ultimate sustainability. Okay. Right? It's the same. So even if you can't project it inward yet, maybe if you could start to project it outward, okay, how, how would I have somebody, you know, if, if my best friend was sitting here or my, or my, my daughter or my son, depending on if you have children, you know, how would I, how would I want them? You know, what, what would I hope for them to, to be able to do here in setting their limit? Mm-hmm. Hunger, hunger and fullness can set a limit for us, but in overeating, I find we override that so often. So yeah. then it's looking at that piece. If you can get to the hunger and fullness piece and you can get to a place of I'm full and I'm just going to walk away, that's the ultimate kind of primal limit. But even if you can come one step before that and, you know, okay, how do I feel? How will I feel after I ate that? You know, what would be nurturing for me to do with myself right now? Or how would I treat my child if they were sitting in this situation of have children or my best friend? You know, somebody that you love and nurture and care for. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Because I know that after, sure. if I eat something mm-hmm. and I eat too much of it, then afterwards I feel terrible. Not only physically, right. but I also feel terrible emotionally because I gave in to that. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's forecasting that too, right? Like I'm just not going to feel good. And it doesn't mean that you have to bring the shame into that. Cause once you bring shame into something, you'll always spiral mm-hmm. for anybody, whether you bring shame into food, you'll spiral in food. If you bring shame into your life, you'll spiral in your life. That's what shame does. It's just one of those emotions that will drag you down. So in lots of negative ways. So Without that same piece, right, it's just a fact piece. You know what? If I, if I keep eating this, I am just going to feel terrible. I have a choice right now to stop or I have a choice right now to keep going. And I'm mm. not going to feel good if I keep going, but I have that choice, right? Again, because that's what learning limits is about sometimes, right? right? And mm-hmm. I also have a choice that I could stop right now. And that's without shame. That's without I know I should stop. Everybody tells me I should stop. Mm-hmm. I know I should keep eating, right? You say that SH word, that shame, all over the place. Once you say that, I know, oh, uh-oh, stop, hold up. <laughs> totally in shame, <laughs> right? Let's come on back. Because it's really hard to set a loving, nurturing limit in shame. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, they just don't go together. Does that help you try, you know, as you're in the maintenance phase, kind of trying to find your own limits in that? Does that help you try and decipher a little bit? I think so. I, I just think for me, it's, you're absolutely right. I've I got to get the emotion out of it. I've got to think. Because if I get the emotion, if I can separate the emotion out of it, think clearly and walk away, it's the mm-hmm. emotion tied to it. Right, and that's why writing it down, like I said, if you can just get a scratch piece of paper, nobody has to know what you're doing, and you write down your thought, mm-hmm. and you can even write down your emotion if you can identify it, 
it brings you more cognitive. It brings you out of reaction. Because what happens is this cycle of punitive limit becomes such a mechanism for people, like a default mechanism, and you're trying to learn a new way, that it happens so fast in your brain. A lot of times Mm -hmm. people don't even recognize it until they're in the process of overeating. And then they're like, how did I do that? How did I get there? (laughs) Wait, what's happening? Yeah. Right? And and so it's even just, like I said, if you can get a scratch piece of paper and just write down, bring yourself cognizant for a minute, write down, Mm -hmm. you know, what you're feeling in that moment, what you're thinking, and then say, okay, I can feel angry or I can feel sad or I can feel frustrated or I could feel, you know, like I deserve it, right? I can feel like I want a reward. Mm -hmm. I can feel that and I don't have to eat in response to it. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's constantly a learning. It's it's what I, I wish so often we would do with our adolescents more in our culture. We don't teach this to adolescents. And, and I feel like if we taught, I will teach my adolescents as they grow and all the adolescents I've ever worked with, I always taught that parameter to because I think so often, because this is all of our adolescent stage. Our adolescent stage is I want what I want when I want it, period. That's yeah. it. I just want it. I want it, and I want it, and I want it, and I want it. And if we start to teach adolescents, and we start to teach the part of us that's an adolescent, that, yeah, you can want it, and, yeah, you can be mad that you're not going to have it right now, but it doesn't mean you have to take an action with that. It means that you just feel it. And you're not going to die if you feel it. Emotions aren't emergency. Does it, does it suck when you have to sit there and feel it? Yeah, but it goes away. Yeah. Emotions don't stay forever. So just learning that piece of emotion tolerance with that. Okay. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to tell you, um, I don't know if anyone else will come online and speak regarding this, but I'm going to tell you that o- over the last 23 years of practice, what I know is what you're saying is so true for thousands of people. So know that you're not alone, that, that being on the plan or being way off the plan, you know, being on the plan and, and dieting and losing weight and being way off the plan where you're just overeating and maybe mindless and thoughtless eating occurs, those two areas people know how to function in. This gray zone of sustainability is the learning curve for so many people. So please know that you're not alone. It's an area that I've worked with people for eons and, and still will always work with people on because I know that that's an area that's untapped. It's a place where people don't necessarily go all the time. So please know you're not alone in that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I really do absolutely. enjoy the calls and I do the replays quite often because I need to be reminded because it really is harder to maintain than it is to lose. Mm-hmm. It really is because losing mm-hmm. was a breeze. I stuck to the program and I did great and mm-hmm. I'm still doing well, you know, but mm-hmm. the day-to-day maintenance of this is like, oh, that's harder, I think, for people. Mm-hmm. It is for me. Mm-hmm. Because it's the, it's the learn. there's so much, and I, I really think, I, I wish we didn't do this, but there is so much learning about yourself. If you're really going to lose weight and maintain the loss, there is so much learning about yourself that you have to and need to do in order to do that. And it's not just you know, what I eat when, 
It's about what I feel when and what I do in response to my emotion. Um, you know, what do I do when I want to do this and I have to do that? And, yeah. you know, what does food mean to me? And, you know, what foods mean the most to me? And what do I want in my life and what doesn't make me feel good in my life, even though I really want it? I mean, I, I can't tell you the number of times I've said this on calls before. Uh, I, I, and I was at a coffee shop this morning with a friend who come in town, and I was sitting there smelling coffee, and I totally, I can't drink coffee. It just, I do not feel good. Uh, you'll get a totally different person on this phone call if I drank a cup of coffee this morning. But, man, did I want that coffee. <laughs> and, boy, was I really upset that I couldn't have it. And I sat there, and I drank my tea, <laughs> my green tea, and um, thought, God, this sucks, and I don't like this, but I know what I'm going to feel like tonight. Yeah. Because for me, it's a 12-hour kickback, and that has to do with just some internal things for me. And I know what I'm going to feel like tonight, and I don't want to feel like that. And so it's, you know, validating the, validating the feeling and then, mm-hmm. you know, knowing it about my body, validating my feeling. And then rolling with it from there. So I, I absolutely agree with you. You know, knowing your body, knowing what it feels like, knowing, you know, loving limits, those are all things that are all learning for all of us. And we just don't get taught that in school. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we don't get taught it at home either. So now you get to learn it. <laughs> and that's I a good do. thing. Yeah, right. Right. But thank and you. Thank you thing. for your help. You're welcome. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on the call. Thank Other you. questions or comments or anything I can help with tonight? Hi, my question is, I understand. So I've been in the uh, health and fitness regimen for 17 years now, and I've always used the same plan since I started 17 years ago, which is six meals a day. Once a week, I would treat myself only because I just didn't want to restrict myself from certain foods that I love to eat that I grew up with. So now mm-hmm. six days out of the week, I eat lean and clean. I'm down to like 60% body fat at the moment. So with this overeating uh, article that you're talking about, everyone has their limits, correct? Absolutely. Everyone's different. Mm-hmm. Everyone is different mm-hmm. on their own eating limits. So let's just say someone's on your guy's particular plan mm-hmm. and your, your particular plan would, would call for a certain amount of meals per day, uh, amount of calories, certain type of uh, ingredients as far as that is concerned. Now, if they're unable to fulfill because they feel so stuck and they feel so bloated because one, they're not used to eating a program, going through a program like that. And two, they're just not used to eating so much food throughout the day. How does a person, I already know the answer, but I just wanted to see if there was a different approach that a person can take to getting familiar and uh, excited about the program so that they don't falter or uh, backslide, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So good question. One of the things that we do here at IHC, you know, that I'm, I'm constantly doing that is really is kind of my job is, you know, we start everybody, everybody has a little speak in their, in their plan, depending on their supplements, with their age, et cetera. 
some people's meal plans are tweaked up front depending on their medications or their diagnosis. But as individuals go through our plan, we also are constantly helping people if we need to tweak it um, for their training regimen or we need to tweak it for a diagnosis that they have or we need to tweak it for plateauing or they feel too full or they feel too hungry. So we individualize for people definitely as needed. Um, and I oh. absolutely believe in that. Perfect. Perfect. That, that is awesome because it, it's, I know everyone is different. Everyone, I always suggest to clients or even people that question me that first thing that they need to do is go to a doctor, go to their physician, get a physical done, get a health check done so that they know exactly where they're at before they get involved with anything. Because year after year, I go to the gym and I see lots of people being driven off in the ambulance because they get cardiac arrest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's because of the, uh, it, there's not enough knowledge out there and people are afraid to get knowledge. People are just afraid to just ask a question. And it's, uh, for me, I understand to the point, but I know if it's concerning my health, it's my life, so therefore I need to ask if I'm not sure. <laughs> right, so. right, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you definitely do. Mm-hmm. And I, I think just owning that and knowing what works for your body, and we're always, right. you know, we're working with patients here to help them tweak, you know, tweak and individualize things just depending on, on how their body is while they're on the plan. And, and even, you know, as, as you heard, you know, for some people on maintenance, I'm, I'm still working just to kind of help right. them understand. Yeah, absolutely. That's, I totally agree awesome. with you. Mm-hmm. That is yeah. awesome. That is awesome. Yep. Because I, yep. I know everyone is, I know everyone is different. And as age creeps up on everyone, everything mm-hmm. starts to change from inside out. And, and then people start to wonder what, going on and how come this and how come that and it's just a matter of going to the doctor and seeing what's going on a lot of times sometimes it is yeah I mean sometimes it is and and sometimes it's knowing yourself and and understanding your body what gives you energy and what doesn't and understanding how to eat in accordance with that so absolutely yeah good comment thank you awesome thank you Wendy absolutely well, thank you again, everyone, for joining me here tonight, and, and thank yourself for taking this time out for you to learn more, grow more, and change in the direction that you want to change. Um, and please, as I mentioned, get a sense of how you set your limits with food and how it works for you so that you can continue to grow in this area of your life and this area of your food. Take good care and have a beautiful night. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, share it with a friend rate, review, and subscribe. You never know who you'll help become the next overcomer.